Hi guys and welcome back to the Atlas Weekly Recap, covering the financial news and events of last week and the week ahead as of Monday, July 10th, 2023. In this week's episode, I'll be covering the RBA's latest interest rate decision that we saw last Tuesday. We'll also take a look at the minutes from the US Fed's uh, last decision. So that came out on Wednesday and that's really been the catalyst for the, the share market, pushing the share market lower last week. We'll also look at some US jobs data that came out on Friday and lastly, with the beginning of the new Australian financial year, I'll, uh, I'll quickly touch on some of the changes that apply to superannuation from the 1st of July, 2023. So let's get into it. So let's take a look at what happened last week on Tuesday on what was a line ball call the RBA Reserve Bank. They left the official cash rate unchanged at 4.1%. And the statement that followed also was was pretty supportive for the outlook that rates are nearing their peak with the board acknowledging interest rates have increased by a whole you know four percentage points since may last year the statement also went on to say that high interest rates are working to establish a more sustainable balance between supply and demand in the economy and will continue to do so and what was interesting as well for the first time they referenced this monthly cpi indicator in supporting their decision to pause with the may read showing a decline a decline sorry in in inflation so you may recall last week i mentioned the monthly cpi number that we got uh the, the week before and that showed that inflation as measured by this cpi indicator came down from 6.8 percent to 5.6 percent to in in may in the 12 months to may Nevertheless, there was still the same sort of copy-paste verbiage from previous statements that they like to use, uh, saying things like inflation, you know, is still far too high and there, there is concerns about tightness in the labor market and further rate hikes uh, can, be, can be expected or, or may be needed. And I guess my view is the, the quarterly report out on July 26th, so the quarterly CPI report is really going to be the telltale for the, the pace at which inflation is coming down. And if this is a encouraging enough, yeah, the RBA may be done it at 4.1%. So that's going to be a, a huge release out on the, the 26th of July. It was a poor week for global equities last week. And this was triggered mostly by the, the minutes that came out from the US Fed. They were released on Wednesday last week. And as with the Reserve Bank here in Australia, the Federal Reserve in the US, they usually release minutes for their, their previous meeting three weeks after the decision. So in June, uh, as we know, the, the Fed left rates unchanged uh, as well. So that sort of supported equity markets at the time. But these minutes that came out on Wednesday last week indicated that pretty much all of the board members still anticipated the, the need to raise rates further in, in the coming months. And the minutes also mentioned that areas for concerns are that you know job gains had been robust in recent months and the unemployment rate had, had remained low. So these were sort of comments that were made in those minutes. And I guess that the market just repriced the expectation for higher rates in the United States. And dovetailing into you know the Fed's concerns around jobs, uh, US jobs, last week uh, saw some US jobs data released. And this again was a, a huge driver for share market movements in the US. So Friday night, saw US payroll employment increase by 209,000 in the month of June. So 209 
1,000 additional jobs in June, and the un- unemployment rate uh, changed little at 3.6%. So although this number of 209K was was less than what was expected, we did see average hourly earnings, so the, the amount in which Americans are paid each each hour per, per hour, that increased by 0.4%. So that was a little bit more than expected. So that keeps the annual wage growth steady at 4.4%. But it was still enough to provide some release, relief sorry, to, to global markets. So we did see equity markets still down on, on Friday, but not as bad as, as we had expected. So with the beginning of a new Australian financial year, I just thought I'd touch on some of the changes that are being applied to Australian superannuation from 1 July. So I guess the main one for Australians that are employed by an Australian company is the super guarantee rate increases from 10.5% to 11%. So that's the, I guess, the minimum. You might still have uh, employees, especially those in, in the, the public sector, receiving a little bit more than the, the required 11%, but that is increasing from 105 to 11 and that will gradually increase to, to 12% over the next two financial years. Probably the biggest change is the indexation to the increase in the transfer balance cap. So this is effectively the, the maximum amount that an individual can have in pension phase in the superannuation system. So the pension phase is effectively where your superannuation is invested tax-free. So that has increased from 1.7 to 1.9. And then this sort of feeds into the ability to make additional contributions Uh, make additional non-concessional contributions to super. So essentially to make non-concessional contributions to super, so these are after-tax contributions, if your total super balance, so as measured by the the transfer transfer balance cap is is below 1.7, then you could make contributions. But last year, if your super balance was above 1.7, you couldn't make contributions, uh, non-concessional contributions. So with this now indexing from 1.7 to 1.9, it allows those you know, individuals that had between 1.7 and 1.9 uh, that previously couldn't contribute, they're, they're now able to make a contribution to super this financial year. Let's take a look at what equity markets did last week. So as I mentioned above, global markets were in a bit of a, a route last week just due to those revised, uh, I guess, interest rate expectations in the United States. And this is affected our, our local market here in Australia. The ASX 200 is down 2.2% last week. The US's uh, S&P 500 is down 1.16. The NASDAQ Composite was down 0.92. Eurostoxx 50 was down 3.69%. The UK's FTSE 100 was down 3.65%. The Hang Seng in Hong Kong was down 2.91%. And the Australian dollar over the last week was relatively flat. So it was up about 0.17% to US 67 cents. So with the interest rate decision to pause last week, we did see the Australian dollar weaken, but it it then surprisingly strengthened later in the day off the back of some supportive uh, economic data coming out of China. Looking to the week ahead, so this week sees some inflation data out in the US for the month of June. So this comes out on Wednesday night, Australian time. And this is really going to be critical for understanding the path of US interest rates when the Federal Reserve meets later in the month. So the the Fed meets next on July 26th. We'll also see the beginning of the quarter two earnings season. Uh, So that commences this week on Friday. We'll see some key banking reports from the likes of Citibank and JP Morgan as well. Lastly, locally here in Australia, the RBA governor, Phil Lowe, he's set to make a speech here in Brisbane. 
And also we'll naturally be talking about monetary policy. So there might be some tidbits in there. And he may also seek to defend the, the RBA from, I guess, a lot of the criticism that the, the bank got earlier uh, in, in the year. So be some interesting sort of discussions there as well. That's all for this week, guys. I'll be back next week with another episode of the Atlas Weekly Recap. Thanks for dialing in.